everyone, and welcome to the very first official episode of the IV Drip. We feature Coley Hawthorne from Seneca's Oak Ridge on this episode and are very excited to have a special offer from Coley and the crew at Seneca's. So make sure you listen through for that. In our first shot at this, we're working through some clunkiness, but we will continue to refine our craft to bring you a quality show. So please leave us some feedback or reach out to me at the chamber and help us get you the show that you want. With that, let's jump on in. Hello and welcome to the IV Drip, your direct line to all the good our communities have to offer. Coming to you from our studio in the IVAC office, I'm your host and Chamber Executive Director, Bill Zenz. Joining me today is a very special guest. If you've ever been to Seneca's Oak Ridge Golf Club, chances are good you've seen this guy running all over, making sure everything is perfect. Coley Hawthorne is in studio with us. Coley is a jack-of-all-trades at Seneca's, but his official title is General Manager. Coley, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do out there? Uh, Day-to-day, just kind of run the golf course, get carts out, make sure everybody's got their tee times, uh, cut some grass. Like you said, pretty much a jack-of-all-trades out there. Um, but I do got a good crew that works with me to help make sure that all that happens. I mean, Andy Kellett, our superintendent, does a real good job. Uh, our events coordinator, Amy Simone, she does a real good job making sure that all your parties and weddings and everything is taken care of. And TJ Templeton helps out a lot at the golf course. And I have a good crew of guys that keep the shop running for me also. That helps. And if you haven't been out to an event or a golf outing, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Uh, the, the place is fantastic. So. Yeah, it's it's a nice venue all around. Our banquet center holds 400 people. It's got great views out of all the windows. Once the golf course blooms in the summertime, you know, it's you can't beat it out there. Yes, yeah, so as, as we get into the podcast today, we'll talk a little bit more about the ins and outs of running a successful course, which I would consider Seneca's a successful course, uh, and, and the event center, what they offer, and some, some insight is how you can get into that golf industry and, and what opportunities there are out there locally. With that, I mean, really, let's start off by just giving everyone a little bit more info about the course. Um, and I know you've got you've got a long history out there, uh, so I'm going to really pass it over to you and just tell us when when did it get its start. Uh, so as I'm told, in the nineteen early 1960s, Ron Seneca's dad, Frank Seneca, had a dream to build a golf course. So never really came to tuition until they started uh, moving LaSalle. Ron started moving LaSalle out to where the golf course is at now, and they started building subdivisions and building the golf course at the same time. So Ron finished Frank's dream, right? And uh, it took them about two years to build it. They had a bunch of their friends and them just working at the toe shop and there every day trying to get that place put together, basically. And uh, it opened in 94, nine holes in the front early, and then towards the end of that year, it opened up to all 18 holes. So 1960s is when the dream started. Yeah, that's, Jeff says that Frank had a dream, and Ron wasn't really on it either at the time, but then they decided that, Ron said, you know what, he wanted one, we're going to build one out here. Okay, and then 94 is when 94 is when the course officially opened. So 34 years by my very poor math, but I think yeah, that's, that's pretty, accurate. that's pretty close. Yeah, so if that's not uh, something to look at as a dream chaser, right? 34 no. years to chase that dream and look at it now. Yeah, I mean, especially in like 2015 when we built that new clubhouse. They did a lot of parties and stuff out of the clubhouse, which used to be up on the hill. But then Marion, Ron's wife, 
wanted to have a banquet center after one of their granddaughters got married and said, you know what, why do we keep coming and going places? We're going to have people getting married in the family. We might as well build something that we could have to have everybody there, you know? So they built that new clubhouse, and it's been all good since then. I can't believe it's 2015. I guess I just, I feel sorry, like it's... sorry, 2005, okay. not okay. 15. That's uh, my bad. Either way, you know what, it's still 2005. <laughs> it's, it's crazy that it's only not even 20 years old. I feel like it's been there forever. No, I guess yeah. you just get used to seeing it. That's where I got my start at was up at that top building, and then we moved down to that bottom one. And it was it went from up top was nice, but then you really stepped it up when we built that new clubhouse. There's just there's a lot of history out there, which again, yeah, talking now I've never realized until today. So shame on me, but that's awesome. Yeah, it's that's nice. Awesome. It's it's real nice out there for sure. Yeah, it, it I I enjoy it every time I've been out. So. Uh, anything else on the history of the course that you want to share? History of the family, Seneca family, what they've done out there? No, okay. I'm ge- I'm getting the head shake, so wow. we covered some of that pretty good. We got most. We got most of the family. Like I said, they they worked hard to get this place put together. They built it themselves, and what they've built is pretty good. So I'd I'm glad that they built, I'm glad <laughs> they built it so that we could have people out there. It's it's a phenomenal use of that area, and it's definitely an addition that adds value to this place. So oh yeah. But I'm glad to see it. Random question for you. Any famous people play that course? Yeah, we've had a few out there. I haven't seen all of them, but uh, back in the day, I guess Toby Keith was there one time. Uh, I know I've seen pictures of the staff with him out there up at the old clubhouse. He was on tour, went through there, and stopped and played some golf. Um, Eric Church has been through there. Robert uh, Gomez played... uh, Professionally, he came through there one time and played some golf with a member out there that was traveling also. They stopped and played because he hadn't been out there for a while. But yeah, that's all the famous people that I really know that's been out there. That's more than I knew about. Yeah, uh, Toby Keith, I think he was supposed to play at like the LaSalle Speedway way back when. I wonder if that's when he was out there. Was... It, it could have been because this would have been in like, it was before I was there. Yeah. So I'd say in the... To th- early 2000s. That sounds know, about right. 90, yeah. 99, somewhere in there. Wow. And and just so everybody knows, I mean, you play out there and you're pretty famous in your own right. So we were talking a while famous. back. Well, how many how many of the championships, city championships have you, have you won? I think you talked about or one of the courses you used to play at. You've got uh, a handful of championships at, under your I belt. When I played at Wolf Creek, we had a two-man scramble league and I won a few championships with my grandfather and my Uncle Bill out there three years in a row. Three years. He says it like it's no big deal. Three years in a row. Well, uh, I'll tell you, talking with Coley a handful of times, he does he's very modest. We were talking about one of the courses, and he told me he can only use his irons because he puts it on, you know, in two or three shots. And I'm sitting here struggling no, I mean, to drive the ball. It's just easier yards. to keep your ball in play, and some courses with just irons and not right. hitting drivers because sometimes it could go a little wayward. Because you don't always hit it straight. <laughs> well, even my irons don't go very straight for yeah. me, so. That's awesome. That's that's neat though. Eric Church, Toby Keith, Gomez. That's uh, that's that's pretty cool that those folks have come through this area and stopped out there. No, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like some more to come through. Yeah, absolutely. After they hear this, they're going. To I guarantee. I hope they do. They hear this voice <laughs> and they come running. Uh, that's great. So, as far as the course goes, what what do you think is it that sets Seneca's apart from other courses in the area? We're at, we're pretty spoiled for courses for being a rural community. But what is it about Seneca's? Yeah, we got a few nice courses around, but I think that our bent grass fairways, tees and greens, 
really set us apart, especially the size of some of our greens. It's They're bigger, so more people hit greens and uh, the layout. Some holes bend. There's never really too many straight holes. I think we only got three holes that are straight out there. But you're always constantly challenging you to hit the ball in the right spots so that the golf course doesn't beat you up. Because the bunkers, you're getting some bunkers. We've got fairway bunkers. We've got tons of greens bunkers. You know, so. But I really think that the bent grass aspect of tee, fairways, and greens really sets us apart from everywhere else. There's some pretty neat water features out there, too, that I've donated balls to. Yeah, we got a couple ponds out there, especially your third, about third swing of the day is number two, and you got a big pond to your left, and you want to try not to hit it in there. So uh, you got one on three that kind of comes into play, but not terribly. But eight and 13 are par threes. Um, also, number four have some water on them that can come into play when you're playing. So it is a challenge sometimes, especially 13. The water comes into play when it gets windy because the wind usually blowing in your face on that hole. Eight, there's a cart path right in front of the green. Billy Pishka, sorry, but you bounce off there, it could go in the water, it could bounce over, go over the other side of the green. So there's some things out there that make it a little challenging, but there's some of the other courses have some challenges, but I think that if we have a tournament that our course puts up a good test of golf because you got to hit balls where you need to hit them to play well. As I go into in the next is, you know, we've had U.S. junior amateurs out there for the CGA. We've had uh, the U.S. Publinks. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Doug Gim on the PGA Tour but he won the pup links at our place and moved on, and now he goes and he plays on the tour about every week. So I, I'd consider him fairly famous then too, right? He's, yeah, he's, he's pro get, out he, there. he's getting famous okay. out there, you know. Um, we've had the U.S. Uh, Illinois Am there before, which this year, uh, June 20th, it's a Monday, we'll be hosting again the U.S. Illinois Amateur Qualifier out there. So cool. it'll be... Very cool. That's a lot of good, a lot of good players coming through. There. How many people does that bring into the community? Uh, I mean, you got to think that there's the field's usually about seventy people. They got some family and stuff coming with them. You know, some you some of them are allowed to have caddies. They don't all bring caddies, but I would say close to you know some people coming just to watch. I'd say we get about hundred and. 20 to 50, somewhere in that range of people out there for the day, just spending the day out there mm -hmm. watching. They'll come practice rounds too, so, you know, you get them there a couple extra days of them coming out and checking out the golf course because a lot of these guys probably haven't played the golf course before or seen it. They'll come out and get a little look at it beforehand. Yeah, that's 100-plus people though that, that you all are bringing in that are going to play there, they're going to dine. I'm assuming they stay locally for that time, right? So just pumping some extra money into the local economy from outside, which is always a nice plus. Oh, yeah, for sure, because they'll be staying around because they'll be here on that night before because those tea times are early in the morning. They start at 8, so they'll be staying in a couple hotels around the place. They'll be having some lunch. We'll have lunch inside. When they get done, they'll be probably, you know, ready to eat from walking all day, so... It, it will help immensely, and I think it's just a good thing to have players and people qualifying at our golf course. Like, 
I think it's a really good thing. No. And I like, and I, the CGA does a great job when they come there of making sure that everything runs smoothly. Cause I kind of, I get to be a spectator that day. I don't have to necessarily be out there making sure people are doing what they're doing. I just kind of get to sit back and watch some guys play some golf for a while. And it's nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that's probably one of the major pieces that sets you apart then. That and then I, I still think the facilities, to your point, newer 2005, but just the inside, the bar and restaurant, the pro shop, the event center, the, the grounds in general. I mean, that that's something that catches your eye if you golf some of the other courses around it. We, and we, we do have some good courses, don't get me wrong, but there's something about Seneca's when you walk out there, you know. I would say within 45 miles to an hour drive that you're not going to find a clubhouse that's any nicer than that clubhouse. That banquet facility, you're not going to find a place nicer than that. We just actually redid the banquet room. We repainted it, put some new chandeliers in it. Yeah, you just, that clubhouse is one of a kind in there. All the wood, it's the bar. Like I said, when you're sitting in that restaurant or that banquet room, we got windows everywhere, and all you can see is the golf course. And like I said, when it's in bloom and the course is green, it just, it's a phenomenal view. I mean, it's, you can't. It's really hard to beat. It is. I, I, I agree. I agree. Really, anytime you're at any golf course, though, it beats the hell out of being in the office. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, but any, that just helps even better. You, anytime you can be out hitting a golf ball and doing something that you don't really want to be doing <laughs> at the time is always a plus. Yeah. Well, now, if, if somebody wants to come out and enjoy that clubhouse, see the views, the bent grass, challenge themselves, what are the, the going rates for a round of 18 right now? Uh, so during the week we charge forty two for eighteen with a cart or twenty twenty five for nine with a cart, and on the weekends it's thirty five for nine with a cart and fifty five for eighteen with a cart. Restaurants open Tuesday through Saturday. You can call any time to book a party if you're looking to have say wedding, bridal shower, baby shower, any kind of party, even if it's a meeting of having some lunch and then going out and playing nine holes after you get done with lunch, you know, or vice versa, go play nine holes, come in, have lunch, have a meeting. We have places that we can set you where it's kind of quiet and you can enjoy all that. Very nice. So if if you don't want to miss work, but you still want to golf, that's a good call. You just bring work to the course. We'll make it work for you. I like that. I like that. (laughs) And then how about if you want to be be a member out there? What are the rates for membership right now? So we have a couple of different price points in which we do our memberships. So if you're 40 or older, it's $1,000. Then you just pay for the cart as you go. Or we have a season pass at $700. Um, if you're 24 to 39, it's 700. 19 to 23, it'd be 600. And if you're 14 to 18, it would be uh, 400. And if you're younger than that, it's 200. We also offer couples or family memberships up from that 29 and up or 19 and up. I know not a lot of people are 19 or having families, but we offer that just in case, you know. But um, it's a 250 difference between all of those from there. And like I said, you're going to have a season pass is 700, a couple's pass is 900. And we have a few people that, if you live on the golf course and interested in getting a membership and you haven't been out there before, we offer a trail fee. Or if you have your own cart, 
it's 500 bucks for you to drive around on the golf course with your cart. So plenty of options. And yes. if you're going to be out there, it sounds like that's that's the way you want to go. Just it's a better value for you if you're going to be playing yeah, quite and a if bit. You, and if you don't necessarily know that you're going to play all that much, we also offer what we call our Baker's Dozen. It's 13, 18 whole rounds. Or we can break it down into 26 nine-hole rounds, which is $450. So you could play 18 one day, and then when you come out the next time, you only want to play nine, check off your card, and you go on your way. And kind of don't necessarily have to say, well, I spent $1,000. I have to be out here every day and try to make my money's worth on that, where you buy the card and you can check them off and you can kind of keep track, but also know, like, hey, I got... You know, six of these left. I should use them up. I can get get out there still. You know, so I didn't realize there's that many options. So if you're looking for multiple options and you want to see what there is out there, I think that this is a good spot to look out at Seneca's. And if they want to check that out or they want to book a tea time, what's the best way to do that, Billy? So you can always call the shop at eight one five two two three seven two seven three. But if you go to SenecaGolf.com and look up our tee times, you can kind of tell, like, if it's busy or not, or, you know, what days. It's only seven days in advance, but you can book a tee time online also. Yeah, if you haven't used that online platform, it's phenomenal. It'll tell you what's available, and it's yeah, just you, it's super easy. You can tell, like, if you go to make a tee time, and you're looking, and you see that there's no times from 9 to noon, okay, it's busy out there, let's make one for 2 o'clock. Or if it's busy and you're like, oh, well, if we can get out there before 9, let's let's get there at 9, you know. So kind of gives you an option to look ahead for the week on what the T-sheet looks like because there will be days where it's closed, and if you look on there, you'll see that it's closed. Same with our website. We have our calendar on there that shows the days that the golf course will be closed for, say, outings. So. Yeah, a lot of, I've already got a handful of outing pages that I've seen for the <laughs> summer come through, and we're yeah. only in April, so yeah, I can only imagine. There's a there's a quite a bit of them out there. That's the other thing, you know, with the golf courses, people wanting to have outings out there because of, one, how it runs and operates. It's pretty smooth. We try our best to make sure that everybody's accommodated and, you know, food-wise, because we offer food with outings and all that. So always trying to make sure that everybody's accommodated. So that's kind of why how and why we keep our business with our outings, because we just try to be at the top of our game when we have them. And again, I appreciate you sharing so much about the, the course itself, where it's at now, some of the history on it. That Those pieces, the 34-year piece still blows my mind. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about how, like, I got some pictures in a pro shop, and you see it, and there's the trees are two foot, four foot tall out there, right? Now you're out there, and for instance, number one tee box, I used to be able to see my father-in-law's house from the tee box, and now you can't see it because all the trees have grown. That's crazy. That's great. Again, I know we talked a little bit in, in that history of the course about, about you. Really, what I'd like to do next is talk a little bit more about you um how you got into the business and your your experience your history um and just get to know Coley as a person a little bit more so i mean let's start off how long have you been in the the golf industry around golf so that 2014 15 we had a golf pro named alex arbogast that was at our place that came from wolf creek where i was at when tj left to go work at the bank and he was there and he was I mean him and I got along really well I worked in the kitchen at the time my cousin and I ran it and uh I started kind of 
I got into golf. I was in the golf. We played golf there all the time. My cousins get, you know, we'd work during the day, go play nine holes, go back in the kitchen. And I just kind of started to want to get more into the golf side of the business. Not so much the cooking because I still cook, but I just kind of wanted to do that. So I kind of was talking to him and at the time that I started talking to him, the Senecas were in negotiations of trying to buy Deer Park out in Oglesby. So him and I were sitting in the shop one day and we were kind of talking and he's like, what do you think of this? He goes, you uh, think that you could run the the kitchen, make sure everything will hire the cook, make sure everything happens back there, but then you run the golf side and then he would be back and forth, right? Because he'd be at Seneca's and then he'd come over to Deer Park and he'd run both, but I just kind of manage the shop and manage the kitchen. And I was like, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. I think that I could do it if we had the, you know, if we had a cook and, you know, you're going to have to help me out and some things to learn how the golf course works. So, needless to say, I talked them into letting me be able to run the shop and run the kitchen, and Alex left. So then we hired a guy named Jesse Cavanaugh, who now runs Deer Park. And I learned a lot under him while I was there. But there's a lot of aspects of the golf side that I wasn't also ready for, of you know, day to day of dealing with people. When you work in the kitchen, you deal with people, but it's a server and somebody coming back and asking for this or asking for that. You're not so much dealing with the public eye, right? So that took a little getting used to. But other than that, once we started running Deer Park and starting to get all these guys um, acquainted to myself on Tuesday nights there we started opening up the bar and the main group of guys that went out there right we'd have some food and they'd come in and they'd be there you know four to I usually get out there out of there by 10 o'clock most nights but have them out there and start getting to know these guys out there because I knew all the guys at Oak Ridge because I've been there since 2006 so I mean I've known all them trying to get to know these new Deer Park guys and Turned out to be really nice guys. Got to learn a lot about them and figure out how they feel about how the golf course runs. Because not only are we going from when we bought Deer Park from a private golf course, now it's going to a public golf course where a lot of them weren't ready for that. Anybody could be on that tee time and that tee at any time because before it was you show up and you were the only ones there. You know, kind of. It was a little bit different. So once I kind of started getting to know those guys and starting to understand the the ordering, the again, dealing with people on a public basis of coming in and you're trying to please that person every time they come in there, right? So it's hard some days, as everybody knows, to try to keep everybody happy. Oh, yeah. And on a golf course, it's real hard to try to keep everybody happy. <laughs> You try your best, and you and I've learned that over now the these six years now or so that I've been doing this on that side that it comes with the territory, but it works, right? You just have to put that smile on your face and make sure everybody's happy, you know, because it's not a it's it's we're in the business to please people, and that's what you want to do. So, you know, and I kind of enjoyed that since I've been doing it. Yeah, you're selling almost an experience, right? You're not necessarily Correct. selling a hard good. No. But that experience and the customer service side is something I think a lot of people 
myself included, lose sight of with a with a golf program is if you're running a course, you've got to have that. Yeah, it's not just down. hey, I come in, I pay for my tea time, and hey, see you. But no, you walk in that shop, how you doing? You know, trying. As some of them say, I don't know how, but I get them to buy stuff while they're in there. You know, but it's it's about giving them that experience that makes them want to try to come back to that place. Because if you come into there and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm getting car forty seven, see you bye. They don't they don't like that. Right. They not necessarily say they won't come back, but they might think about going somewhere else before they think about coming back to our place. So been in, been around in, in this role for about six years. You were doing some cook stuff before, so you've had multiple multiple roles. I know that you golfed for a long time, right? You've yes. been playing golf for how long? Uh, I played my freshman year in high school, and then I kind of played here and there throughout then. And then when I started working back here, one day we were in the kitchen and decided, hey, let's let's go hit some balls. And where the uh, across the street from uh, Pizza House, Don Bolas used to have a golf shop there. So one day I said, "Now ah, let's go get some clubs because I hadn't had any clubs. I was using some intrigue demo clubs that they had at the golf course. So I went and got a set of those and started playing and just kind of got back into it. And I was a 20 handicap then, and now I'm a plus two. So since then, it's gone pretty well, I think. <laughs> so there's, there's still hope for me if I just play Yeah, you just have to. It, golf's same thing. Persistence, repetition, practice. I mean, takes... Takes a little bit of skill, obviously, right? Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta practice. I'm gonna play. Well. I'm gonna need you to write me some sort of doctor's <laughs> note type thing for not only my wife, but also for the board here at the chamber, so I can just. I, hey, Coley told me I gotta play more. Yeah. If you want me to represent the chamber better, I've gotta play more often, and I can just hand that in with your autograph. Just on think it. about it. If you're out, if you're out playing golf with a couple of people you're trying mm-hmm. to work with, it's going to calm, you're going to everybody be calm, relaxed out there and all the business is going to take care of itself while you're out there laughing and having a good time. So I'm going to need you to come present to the next board. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I know you talked about earlier that you you've cut the grass, you've done the greens, you you've been at the pro shop, you've done the cooking piece, you've been the GM side, you've been behind the bar maybe at Deer oh, Park yeah. for a bit, right? I've bartend I've if if it's to be done, it's to be done. But then it also comes with the, the family. You know that's how they are. If we need some, if I need something, I say, hey, I need a skidster. Or I need uh, something to do something. They always have it, and that's just kind of the way that we I, I operate is to make sure that everything's taken care of, right? Because as I learned, it's about the details more than anything else, right? If you just think like things are going to go the way you want them to go, they're not going to go. You have to, small details matter, the little things. It's not, okay, so yeah, the grass is mowed or whatever, but again, that golf cart, having a card and a pencil and everything cleaned out of it and everything ready to go so when that person comes, it's ready to go. Same with the bar, like everything's ready to go. Small details, one of my friends once told me is the most important. And I've stuck with that for a long time. That's great. Yeah, that I mean, two things come to my mind is that there's no there's no saying, well, that's not my job or that wasn't the job description, right? No. And then the there, other piece. There's not if I if I said that's not my job, <laughs> probably won't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> and then the small details piece, I I heard it said for a long time when I was in the corporate world was you either you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? And that comes down to those details. So that's that's phenomenal. Um, of, of all the roles you've had, though, back back to that, what what's been your favorite role? Right, the favorite thing that you've done out of the courses that you've been at. 
I I mean, he's probably going to laugh at me when I say this, but I could sit on that Sidewinder for about six hours out there and just drive around greens and tees cutting grass all day. Like, that's one of my favorite. Put my headphones in, go out, whip around every once in a while, answer a phone call or your email because I get a lot of those. Yeah. Just sitting on that mower and cutting lines, it's it's fun time it's almost like meditation, right? Yeah, at gets, that point, gets, yeah, gets me away a little bit because, as you go. said, when you're doing a lot of everything, right, you get I get pulled in a lot of directions, and that time just to be out there for even if it's a couple hours of doing teas one day, you know, going out there and trying just to try to shut shut yourself down because there's a lot that happens in that seven months of work while you're out there. That's, I mean, I, I understand. I I was a windshield warrior for a long time. When I was driving, that was my time to think, and that yeah. was my time to cool down from the day or whatever happened. So I get it. I, I can see how that would be a, a favorite role. How about for yourself personally, any future goals that you have? Anything that you're working on or anything you want to have happen? Yeah, right now I'm just kind of qualified to be in the PGA program, so I'm going to be official, make everything official. It's going to take a while, but... Start getting that going, and I got to pass my test, and so now it's kind of like school for the next six years, which I got to get back into that gear on, like, studying and, you know, reading, taking notes, highlighting stuff. Makes me feel kind of young, but kind of old now since, you know, I'm older and trying to do it. But, uh, yeah, I tried to get into that program and try to help not only the golf course because you know you get in that pga program and it can help open some doors to some different places of getting you know people out there some more events out there mm-hmm. through through them you know with other with other courses knowing people in the pga program of hey we got such and such going on can we get this can we host this year can we get up there to get some people up there you know kind of i think it'd help the golf course in general Right. Yeah. So that's, that's phenomenal. That's it's awesome. It's going to be some work, but again, in life, everything you have to work to get what you want. Like you said, there's no. That's not my job. You bust your butt and make yep. it happen. So that's great. How about uh, on on a personal level, best score on 18? Uh, the best that I've shot is a 63, which tied the course record for uh from the blue tees. Okay. So 63. Sounds like you know what you're doing. Any tips? I for- <laughs> just got lucky that day. <laughs> okay. I got lucky. I somehow strung together some birdies, no bogeys, and made nine birdies. And as some of them know that day, we just aerated the greens two days before that. So I don't know how I did it, but I did it. <laughs> the golf gods smiled down on you that day. That's awesome. That's And then for somebody like me who wants to hit a, a course record or win, a handful of a handful of course championships. Biggest tip. What's the biggest pointer that you can leave? If there was one magic bullet, what what's one thing uh, that you can say? One magic bullet. I mean, there's there's not one real magic bullet. Like I said, golf is consistency, practice. I would say practice would be the key to being better at golf. You okay. know, like if you don't practice, it's the same as any other thing that you do. If you you don't work at what you want to be good at it's not going to happen and in golf you're trying to hit a driver straight you're trying to hit an iron straight trying to read greens and make putts you're chipping i mean there's a lot of aspects so it's not one thing that you can just okay well i want to be a good driver okay so you drive the ball good but if you hit if you never hit a green with your irons 
and then you don't practice chipping, you're not going to be any good at that either. So my one thing I would say is to practice and to have somebody help you with that practice if you don't know what you're doing. Yes, you got to practice. You got to practice the right Correct way. Play. So getting getting out to the course and hiring one of the golf pros, right? Yes. To, to give some lessons at least to start. That would be a good idea. Yeah. TJ or myself are out there every day. Could help anybody get anything done out there. Good. Yeah, and if you haven't talked to either of those guys, whether it's Coley or TJ, they're passionate about the sport. Oh. They're a good time to be around, and they're not going to make you feel bad if you golf like I do. <laughs> so, well, that's that's yeah, that's not the case. Not at we all. don't we don't need to. You're already out there trying, right? Yeah. So that's always a plus in the right direction. That's awesome. Well, again, I appreciate you kind of telling us a little bit about your story, how you got started, how you got to where you are, and the tip. Not necessarily the tip I wanted here with practice more, but it makes sense. I now for the last part of our interview today, our get together here on the podcast is. For, for listeners who want to be the next Coley or just get into the industry, what are what are some things that they can do? Are, are there certain roles that are good to start off with, whether they're high school, college, or even in their young professional lives, um, if they've decided, you know, I really want to, I want to work in the golf industry, um, is there anything you can share around getting started? Kind of like mine, you got you to gotta want to do it to start. And if you're going to want to do it, it's a lot of hard work. It's not... I go to work at, you know, 8 in the morning and I'm gone at noon. You know, it's you're there at 6 in the morning and you're there until sometimes the last person's there. Especially high school kids, if you want to start out, get out there, run some bags out of the parking lots to carts, you know, come out, run those. Those guys, they appreciate it, you know. If you want to get out there and you grab bags and you throw them on carts, people really they really like that kind of stuff. You know, we're going to try to get a little bit more of that out of the shop this year too. But working in the pro shop, trying to get a job in the shop of where you can learn from somebody in that shop that's obviously trained to do what they're doing, that you learn the knowledge that you need to learn and see if you want to do and continue with that. Um, you know, mowing's hard for them young kids, but you get out there and you start mowing, and next thing you know, you're like, hey, I want to work in the shop instead of outside, and I would say that mainly if you can get in the shop, it'd be the best place to go, you know. High school kids always, like I said, working outside and getting in that shop is key if you want to really get out there, because there's not too many other ways to, to learn that besides going into the PGA firm, but you got to be... 18 to do that too you know so uh, how about opportunities out at the course is there anything that's going to open up this summer or that you see happening for somebody who wants to try to get into it well like i said getting in that shop's the best opportunity you're really going to have trying to get people into the game of golf and getting them at a young age with like our junior members our junior league that we'll be having here for a week here and i think it's the end of july I don't know the exact date off the top of my head. Um, getting the young ones involved always helps because then you start getting them wanting to play golf. And once they start wanting to play golf, who has to bring them there? Their parents. Right. Their parents got to stick around. They got to stay in the shop or in the restaurant and have lunch while they wait for them. Or, again, as TJ can tell you, get dropped off there and go walk and play golf all the time. That's going to help your game out. That's going to help. You know, again, parents coming, picking, going. So I would say the junior programs is probably one of the best ways to get people in. 
Um, outside of that, it's really you got to, like I said, you got to have the passion to want to be in the industry. You know, it's a lot of hard work, so people got to have the concept in their head that that's what they want to do if that's what they're going to do. It's kind of hard to grab somebody by the hand and say, hey, you want to come be a golf pro? You know? Right. Or, hey, you want to come sit in the shop and check people in and do that, you know? So, kind of want to have to do it, I think. Yeah, and that, that kind of, I got two questions left for you around getting into the industry, and you kind of answered them both there and throughout the conversation today, is just, um, what type of person does it take to be successful? And it, it sounds like somebody who willing oh, to bust their butt. Yeah, you're going to... You're gonna put a lot of time in, right? Even even as a shop kid, right? Like you're I expect my kids, they're again putting scorecards, pencils and cards, washing carts, parking carts, checking people in, that same making sure that when them people come through the door that they're welcome, ready. Because golf I mean it starts at seven in the morning and ends at seven at night. Right. So you got twelve hours of constant people moving parts, restaurant, everything. I mean, it takes a lot of work and dedication to make sure that the golf course stays on top. Yeah, so, and I think we, we you brought up the restaurant. We brought up a bunch of conversation around the course itself. Um, and it doesn't even bring into play the banquet and event center and the restaurant, which are two other great ways to start off, right? Like you said, you yeah. started off in the, as a cook in the yeah. kitchen, and look at you now. You know, busboys. So, waitresses yeah we had i mean any way that you could get into there yes and you can work your way there but the uh like you said starting in that kitchen and being around that golf inspired me to yeah. want to be able to do that golf some more that's where i'm at now that's awesome and i think everything you touched on goes back to your comment earlier on of the details right you learn those details from doing those jobs yeah, putting the pencils and cards and everything else in there. Well, especially in that kitchen when you start, you know, details of, okay, I got 25 tickets in the rail and I have to make sure that all of these are right. You have a wedding for 400 people plus a golf outing that day. So you're constantly back there making sure, okay, you're making lists to make sure I prep this, 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 this. I have this prep, 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 prep for the wedding. I'm gonna cook this at this time, this at this time, this at this time, so that when it goes out on that buffet for that wedding, it's hot, right? Right. Because you gotta cook for 400 people, you just can't put it all in 10 minutes before and hope that it's, you know. That's always amazing. That's always amazing. I have a hard enough time cooking for four people, let alone what you guys do with the amount that are out there sometimes. Yeah, after a while, it just kind of, you know, same thing. You do it enough, it just becomes a second nature of what you do and. You know, again, the details is where it's at. Absolutely. Now, the last question. This is the big one. Anybody that wants to get into it, would you recommend this the golf industry in general to somebody who wants to make that a career? I do. I mean, it's very rewarding, especially me. Like, I don't know how to say this, but like when I see people out there having a good time, it makes me feel good. And when I do, like, I, like for instance, like golf outing, when you have a golf outing set up, you have everything out there for them, and all those people have to do is register people, and then they get to go out and drive in a cart and see how their outing's doing and not have a care in the world besides having a good time. That's what it's about, you know. Same with our wedding side, you know. We help get that set up. Our event coordinator, Amy, does a great job of getting everybody set and doing what they need to do. But at the end of the day, when you see those people are happy 
It just makes you feel better that the things that you're doing is making somebody else have a good day. Yeah. Even if you're maybe not having a good day, right? It makes you feel a little bit better that you help somebody else have that kind of day while they're out there. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I will say that I, we've had a couple events out there with you guys, and um, I've been to some outings out there, and I know I said earlier I'll be at some more this this summer. So <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, good. you guys, you're out there busting butt, and we don't we don't even see it all on the back end. Well, you see it on the front end, and it it does. It goes smooth, and you make it feel like it's no work at all. So yeah, that's and that's what that's what we strive to do is to make it anything that we have easy smooth enjoy yourself yes you're gonna have to do some work because it's your outing but for the most part smooth sailing while you're out there and just for for you all that are listening i know that i don't have a camera in here but i wish i did because that question there is some passion and some animation (laughs) from coley on that one you can tell that he cares about what he does and that he really loves it so that was awesome to see. i'm just glad that i got the opportunity to do it really i mean i just i am i'm I can't thank the Senecas enough for giving me that chance way back when through everything that's happened from start to finish. I, I couldn't be more happy to be out there. That's great. Well, again, everything I've done with you so far has been phenomenal, so I look forward to a lot more of that in, in many years to come for you and just I hope the PGA so. piece and, and your continued growth and success. Yeah, it's so. going to be a road, but we'll get down it. Yeah. Well, hey, man, it's, it's been almost 40, 45 oh. minutes. I can't believe it's been that long. I know. It's gone pretty quick. <laughs> Hopefully the time for our listeners has gone by as quick as our conversation has. I can't thank you enough for coming in today. Our very first podcast oh, guest. So appreciate you being the inaugural here. And uh, the insight and info that you had was, was super helpful. Hopefully our audience picked up a few nuggets along the way, whether it was the history or a couple tips. If you're interested in checking out the course and seeing Coley in action, you can visit SenecaGolf.com slash IVDrip for a special podcast listener offer of $10 off 18 in a cart. But it's only valid through June 30th of 2022, so make sure you jump on that as soon as you can. And if you like what you heard today, give us some love, leave a review, follow us, share with your friends. And um, if you have an idea of a business or another person you want to hear on the show, just let me know, drop me a line. Otherwise, Coley, anything you've got for the, for the listeners before we go? Oh, I just hope to see all of you out there this year and have a good rest of your day. Awesome, man. Thank you again. I can't, no, I can't say you. thank you enough. I appreciate it.